Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. Evening, everyone. Great, like one person's here. Uh, evening, everyone. Thanks. Uh, If we haven't met before, it's lovely to meet you. My name is Alyssa. I'm part of the team here. Um, Yeah, um, let me pray for us, and then we'll jump into what God has in store for us. God, I thank you that you are good. You are good in every situation, in every circumstance. So God, would you come and have your way now, I pray. Holy Spirit, come and fall in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Before I start, I'm aware my microphone is a bit weird. Is there a funny noise? Can anyone hear any other funny Is it just me? It's just me. Great, okay. It sounds like there's like a weird bit of feedback in the back, but that's just me. That's all right. Um, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I, I have a sermon prepared. I have it all ready to go. There's a PowerPoint and everything. Um... But I really sense that God might be doing something different than what I've prepared. And that's always a really interesting place to be in. Um, so this is, might get a little bit messy for like the next 10 minutes. But God is good, and we're just going to roll with it and see what happens. Um, but we are thinking about lament this evening. That is the topic of what we're talking about. And lament is one of those things that actually we might quite not be that familiar with it. You know, we've heard loads of other language before. We know what it means to, to remember, what it means to praise, all those sorts of things that we've already touched on uh, in our series. But when it comes to lament, we might not be as familiar with it. And the reason why we might not be as familiar with it is because, well, actually, maybe, you know, we've never actually done it before. It's one of those weird kind of churchy words that that we hear kind of people at the front say, but we've never actually done it ourselves. Or actually, we're familiar with it, but we've never really given it a go or anything like that. Um, Or actually, we've just consciously just tried to avoid it for anything that we can do. Because actually, it's, it's all about grief, and it's all about pain. It's all about those things that actually we would rather much avoid and keep in a box that we kind of keep in our wardrobes and and keep shut, and no one is allowed to see the light of day of. Regardless of how hard we try with that sort of thing, the truth is is that our God sees all. Our God knows all. All of those emotions, all those things that we try and keep bottled up within us, he already knows. And so lament is ultimately an invitation to pour out everything that we have at the feet of Jesus at the feet of the God who created our emotions in the first place. That actually, when we are face to face with him, we are free to let rip, to let loose all of our emotions, all of our grief, all of our pain, all of that stuff that we just keep bottled down in because it's so much easier to do and because we're British and showing emotion makes us uncomfortable. But actually, lament is that invitation to know God and to let God know us. And so let's look. We've got David's example in our reading here this evening. Why don't we have a look at what it says? If we look at verses, starting from verse 1, O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Be merciful to me, Lord, for I am faint. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are in agony. My soul is in anguish. How long, O Lord? How long? 
It's interesting, isn't it, that the first place where David starts this evening, he's telling God not to rebuke him. He's asking God to have mercy on him. I think, how often do we start our prayers with that? How often are we aware of what is going on inside of us and actually who God is? Now, we need to remember that actually David is writing before Jesus is here, so obviously we're under slightly different circumstances, and that's good. But actually, I wonder how often do we have a sense inside us of what is going on, whether that be our emotions, or actually, in David's case this evening, whether or not it's just our sin of our wrongdoing. You know, throughout the Bible, we see that David is called a man after God's own heart. David knows who God is. He's fully aware of God's holiness, of God's splendor, of God's majesty. And so David knows that in and of himself, he just doesn't match up. He doesn't compare. I wonder how often do we have that awareness? Do we know what is going on inside us? Are we aware of our own sin, of our own wrongdoing, or do we just try and bottle it up because that's easier? Because actually we want to keep that hidden from God. We don't want to show our weakness. But actually here David is starting off, he's laying everything bare. We don't actually know why it is David saying that. If you look, he never actually says. But he just starts and he just says, God, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. David knows the God he's talking to. He knows that first and foremost, the God he is talking to is a holy God. A holy God, as we have just been singing about. And so actually David knows that first and foremost, before he comes to God, he has to get himself right. He has to ask God for mercy and for grace. And the good news is, friends, is that we have that. We have mercy. We have grace because of Jesus. Actually, the truth is, is that when we look at these words at the start of our psalm this evening, we can cry out to that knowing that we are covered with the blood of Jesus. That actually his blood and his cross have the final say in us. If we carry on, if we look at, at verse two and keep going kind of about, let's look at verse two and three, uh, and then a bit later on in six and seven as well. David is saying that he, his bones are in agony. Think about it, your bones are inside you. The only bones I can see are my teeth. But the fact is that the deep, the inner core of who David is, is in pain. He says that his soul is in anguish a bit later. Actually, the very core of who David is, is in so much pain and agony. How often do we feel like that? Maybe you might not be that dramatic, but I'm sure all of us have had those, motion, those feelings where our emotions just feel like they're weighing on us that our hearts are heavy, that we are worn out. We might feel that physically in our body. We might feel those joint aches. We might get headaches. We might have fatigue. We might have stomach ache. The list goes on. I don't know your medical history. But the truth is that, again, David knows he can pour that out to God because God is the one who created him. God, in his mercy, looks on him and still loves him the same. But David might not be aware of that. You see, he cries out, how long, O Lord, how long? Again, we, we don't know what it is that David is, is suffering it, but can you feel that pain, that, that aching? How long, O Lord? 
How often do we feel that when we turn on the news? When we see what is going on in our world? When we walk down the street in Reading and we see the, the poverty and the injustice that's around us? I don't know about you, but I feel that weight. That how long, oh Lord. And again, but David knows that he is in the safest pair of hands. That he can keep pouring out everything that he has to God. Because God already knows it. It's gone. There we go. God already knows it. God already sees it. There's nothing hidden from the sight of God. But again, I wonder if because we are British... We just like, well, for those of us that are British, I know some of you might be much better at this than I am, so props to you if you're not from the UK and you've got a great hand on your emotions. But for the rest of us, actually, the idea of kind of weeping and pouring out everything we have towards God isn't a comfortable feeling. Like, look at the amount that David cries in verse 6. He says he floods his bed with weeping. He drenches his couch with tears. Imagine your beds at home. Imagine them being drenched from the amount that you cry. That's the imagery that David is using here. And if we want to get real, I wonder when the last time you cried was. For some of us, we can name it. I can tell you the last time I cried was on Friday when I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 with Melissa and I started crying because it was emotional. <laughs> That's the truth. But thank, thanks, Chris. Um, <laughs> but I wonder for the rest of you, do, do you know? Do you know when was the last time you actually allowed yourself to feel what it was, it was what was going on inside you? And more importantly, when was the last time you allowed God to see you in that state? Because again, for some of us, it might come naturally. Actually, we have that relationship with God where we know that we can pour out everything we are to him. We can cry and weep and moan and groan. And, and we know that. And we know he loves us and he sees us. But for others of us, we're, we're still a little bit skeptical. We're not sure whether or not God can truly be trusted with the full force of our emotions and everything that we have. But the truth is, is that God always has the final say. No matter what it is that is going on in our lives. For some of us, we might be walking through really intense grief that we haven't quite dealt with. For others of us, there might be, be trauma in our lives that actually we've keep, kept hidden from God because it's easier. Some of us might be wrestling with disappointment, with anger, whatever it might be, the list goes on. And I do want to say that for some of you, it might be professional help you need to turn to. Actually, you might need to take that step and, and go to therapy, see a doctor, whatever it might be. But whatever we do, we just we can't shut God out of it. Because God is always who he says he is. And that is always the last stage on our journey. If you look at verses 8 to 10... God is able, David is able to say, sorry, that the Lord has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies will be ashamed and dismayed. They will turn back in sudden disgrace. Look at verse 9. The Lord has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. Even in the midst of, of David's pain 
of his agony, of everything that is going on, the weight that he is feeling with all of his emotions, he can still say this. He can still say that the Lord has heard him, that the Lord has accepted his prayer. Because the truth is, is that there is no prayer that we can pray that God does not hear. There is no tear that we can shed that he has not collected and held in his hands. There is no emotion that we feel that he does not know. And the beauty of it is, is that he knows it because he felt it himself in the person of Jesus. In sending Jesus, God showed us that he is not a God who holds us and our messy emotions and our human experience at arm's length. He showed us that he entered into our world in flesh and blood, in the man of Jesus. You know, our God is, is not a God in a, in a temple as a, as a lifeless statue, arms folded, expressionless, not caring for us. Neither is our God a white man who sits on a cloud high in the heavens looking down and judging us relentlessly. Nor is he a tradition in a textbook. But he is the living, breathing Jesus who felt the pain of friends betraying him who felt the pain of nails being driven into his hands and his feet, who carried the full weight of human sin on the cross, who cried out on the cross thinking that God himself had left him. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But again, as we know, the story ends. In walking out of that tomb on the third day, Jesus proved once and for all that all of that pain, all of that grief, all of that sadness, it does not have the final say. And it will never have the final say. The risen Jesus is one we can look to as one who knows what it's like to be us, who knows what it's like to be you and knows what it's like to be me, who knows what it feels to feel grief, to feel pain, Again, the shortest verse in the the Bible, Jesus wept. He knew that grief. And he enters into it with us and says, I know. I know. But we have a decision to make, whether or not we truly let Jesus see us for who we are and the lament and the grief that we carry. A lament is our invitation to show it to God, to lay it all out before him, and ask him to heal us, to be with us in it. I'm not saying that's easy. It's messy, it's painful, it brings up stuff that maybe we don't want to bring up. We've kept hidden away in the wardrobe for too long. But I believe that God is calling some of us this evening to deal with it, (laughs) to bring it out into the open, whatever it is it might look like. If it's messy, so be it, God knows. God's opinions of you won't change. But he is good, he is faithful, and he will always have the final say. His hands are the safest pair of hands in the world to hold our emotions in because he's the one who created them. Now, I'm very blessed to have an earthly father who I know loves me and cares for me. And if I call him on the phone and I'm crying, he'll ask what's going on. (laughs) He doesn't just hang up the phone on me and walk away. How much more can we go to our Heavenly Father with everything it is that we have? That we can sit there and cry out, how long, O Lord? We can bring our complaints towards him, even if they're directed straight at him. 
if we think that God has left us or abandoned us or let us down. We can look at him, we can cry before him, but he is always faithful to answer. He hears our cry for mercy. He accepts our prayer. And so I want to give us a little bit of space. We're not going to do anything. I'm not, I was going to invite the band up. I'm now not. It's okay, because some of them have disappeared. It's handy. We're just going to wait on God for a minute. We're just going to see what it is he wants to do. And so can I encourage you to get in whatever posture it might be that you, you feel like you want to, whether you want to sit, you want to stand, you want to kneel, whatever it is that might be. Let's just wait on God for a second. We're a bit longer. And so we say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Thank you, God, that you, you see us fully, you know us fully. So Holy Spirit, come. sense that for some of us it's God's inviting us to to let him in there are there are doors that we we've kept really firmly shut to him for so long because that's easier but actually God is is saying it like let me in tell me everything that it is that you are feeling that you're thinking I'm not afraid of it I'm not offended by it. And so I wonder if for some of us this evening it's this is the start of it. 
It's the start of, of opening up to God and saying, yeah, I actually want to give you everything and I want you to know everything you already do. And so if that's you, can I, in, in your own heart, why don't you just, just tell God that he is welcome and just tell God everything it is that you are thinking and feeling. You might find it helpful to write it down if you've got the means to do so. But why not just just start that lament? Start telling him what it is that is actually going on. For some of us, that actually some of the things that are going on in us are actually really significant and actually really painful. Um, we've got a team who will be at the back in a minute. Um, they would absolutely love to pray with you. Actually, if you're in that place of there's something really deep going on and you're just wondering where God is in it, that you're crying out that prayer of how long, oh God, how long? I think I encourage you, grab one of the team, go and get prayer. Don't leave without it. Because actually our call is, is to give everything that we are to God, including all of the grief, all of the hurt, whatever it might be. And so we're just going to leave a little bit more space. The, the band are just going to play a little, little instrumental in the background for a bit. But let me encourage you, read through this psalm again if you need to. Familiarize yourself with the language. Actually, David's example is pretty good as to how we pour out everything it is to God, how we address what it is we're feeling, but ultimately how we remember his goodness and his mercy at the end of it. So the band are are just going to play for us. But we say, Holy Spirit, would you keep doing whatever it is that you're doing? And I particularly just pray for, for boldness for my brothers and sisters to have the, yeah, the boldness to, to welcome you in, to invite you in. And to do whatever it is that you want to do. Come, Holy Spirit. can see the the team at the back so please do get some prayer if you need to now is a good time but let's just spend a bit more time before God just giving all that we are and all that we have to him